What we doing it for? We doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. What's up? What's up? What's up? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Welcome to For the Cultures podcast, episode twenty-seven. I am one of your hosts, Bex Bumble. What it do, Kaipu? This your other host, D-Boy, in the building. Yes, and in the studio, we have another guest with us. We are excited to chop it up with her, but uh, without further ado, we have Afro Tane in the house. Hey, what up, everybody? We are grateful to have her. Just a little a little bio that I kind of put together. We call, uh, Danny Boy and I put together, actually, but we call her the Triple A. What Did we say Triple A effect or just the Triple A girl? She's the triple A threat. Triple A threat. There you go. She's a triple A, triple A threat. She's an activist, an advocate, and an artist. And uh, we're going to talk a a lot more about her later on in this episode. But she's, she's probably that and some. But she's looking fabulous today. She's here in her little green (laughs) floral (laughs) shirt. Hair looking right. Don't gas me up. Right. Ooh. Got the ula with the uh, with what's that? The blue. The turquoise. The turk. The turquoise. It just turned into a fashion session. (laughs) You are a fashion designer. They do call me Triple A because I will turn you on. (laughs) Okay. Okay. You know what? You know what? Let me ask you You know that's a perfect way. That's a perfect way to segue into prayer. I turn you on to the Lord. <laughs> to the Lord. Yes, Lord. Get your mind out of the gutter. Oh, okay. Man, help us, It's Lord. on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Help us, Lord. Yeah, well, you know what? Before we go into this episode, let's ground ourselves. We, uh, Danny Boy and I we like to kind of, you know, do a little thing where we pray or give uh, words of affirmation, give uh, meditation, scripture, anything Blessing. that you have. We want to um, just kind of, you know. Let that be the opening to our episode because that does help center us and ground us. And even for our listeners, it's a great thing to kind of start their day as they kind of get this and receive this blessing. So, Afrotene, <laughs> if you don't mind, before you kind of take us to the gutter, you know, can you lead us to heaven? <laughs> to the pews. But <laughs> <laughs> my. Please be mindful that I'm the worst Christian in the world. But oh, you Christian? <laughs> it's a complicated relationship. We'll get that. We'll get we'll, into we'll, that we'll later. We'll get into that later. Um, but it, I, I do subscribe to that. So yes. my blessing mm. will be in that perspective. But you know, please know that if I say like God or Jesus, you can replace that name with whatever it is that you worship to or you you think of or you mm-hmm. breathe in. So yeah. mm-hmm. thank you. Uh, let thank us, you for clarifying that. <laughs> let <clears throat> us begin. Um, God, thank you so much for bringing us here in fellowship with one another. Uh, we ask that you be with us in our words, in our thoughts, in our actions with one another, and that you edify us in the discussions that we're about to have. Mm. We ask that you bless everybody who is listening, who is in the sound of my voice and the voices of these two young visionaries, um, mm. to bless them as well and to also protect them as well. Protect their spirit and their energy, God, because this mm. world is filled with things that might take away from their life or take away from their energy, and we just want them to be revived as they listen to us, get into some prickly topics at times, uh, but just keep uh, that calm spirit amongst their heart and and their spirit as we go throughout this session uh, with open minds, open hearts, and Mm. open perspectives. God, just bless each and every one that is in the sound of my voice. Uh, And we say all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I was waiting for Danny to cue us in. I was like, dang, you missed the cue. (laughs) Welcome, Afrotene. Thank you so much for that amazing prayer. 
feel grounded. You feel grounded? Anymore? I do. I do. I yeah. feel present. Yeah. I think you just. I think I'm saved again. <laughs> I just caught the Holy Ghost. Hey man, if you can't catch the Holy Ghost from Maiku, that's me. <laughs> I caught one of. Then I caught one of your ghosts. <laughs> I am the ghost. I just ghost yeah. ride. I just ghost ride. All that's right, all. ghost ride the whip. <laughs> all right, let's check in, y'all. Um, Danny boy, how was your week? Talk a little bit about it. You're looking mighty fine over there with that mm-hmm. red hair. Shining bright like a diamond. <laughs> What's up? Oh, man. My week was great. Um, just filled with a lot of community. Yeah. Um, a lot we, of yukiness. Yes. You know, we had Yuki here uh, with us in the studio last week. And then Yuki was out in the community um, throughout the rest of the week. She was in Los Angeles and uh, did a lot of speaking engagements out there and then came back and did the Talanoa series with City College of San Francisco. Yeah. Which was also the book launch for Samoan Queer Lives. Yes. Which you can still go out and cop right now. Make sure you do that. We Wonderful. got the links in the episode before. Yes, and we actually have some surprise uh, coming up later um, in the weeks coming with a chance for y'all to win a free copy Okay. Beow, beow, beow. Listen, nice. everybody. We'll talk more about Free that. Free stuff. Um, but yeah, just just a week full of community. You know, who also came to the book launch um, was uh, folks from Portland, Oregon, mm. as well as uh, Seattle, Washington. We had both uh, executive directors from the chapters uh, Utopia Seattle and Utopia Portland, Oregon. Uh, Utopia stands for United Territories of Pacific Islanders Alliance, which is an LGBTQIA support group um, mm. that was started in San Francisco. Nice. Yeah, actually back in 1998. Yeah. Um, and so it was really good to just have, we had um, also one of the one of the co-founders of Utopia, Neo Vivea, right, in the yeah. building. And so we had Neo, Neo. We had Manu Malo, who was from Portland. Uh, Oregon, and then we also had Taffy May, who was Taffy. in the building, yeah, nice. from Seattle. You know, all coming together to uh, be a part of this book launch for Samoan Queer Lives with Yuki Kihara. Um, and it was just a really dope event. It was good to be in community with right. folks. Um, the network was real. It was, it was real, yeah. And you know, just the conversation was was really bomb and. And just being able to engage in such a taboo topic, right? As right. delving into the lives of uh, queer, fafa fingers, Samoans, you know, um, existing in all of these spaces, whether, yeah. you know, whether it be back home in the islands or here in the diaspora. Right. Um, and even to just share space with Yuki. It right. Was, it was really dope and got a lot of good nuggets passed along I'm, wisdom I'm, the impartation yeah. just i'm charged i'm motivated right um and so it's been a really good week and then i had folks from la who were in town nice that i got to spend time with and it was really just a cool kind of um feeling because when i was living in la when folks from the bay would come i would feel like a piece of home mm. was with me and so like those voids were filled at those right. moments. Right, yeah. And now being that I'm back here, you know, and then folks from L.A. come down and I get to spend time with them, it's like those voids are full again because a piece of me and my life there is with me here. Mm. And so just a quick <clears throat> shout out to my folks, Carol Lokengi and um, Shireen Tuala. Um, it's just really 
good to spend time with them. So my cup is full. <clears throat> it runneth over. Nice. You also had your fan out there, right, Danny boy? Mm. Savage as <laughs> oh, your yeah. debut of your red fan came out. Every, <laughs> that was like well, you know, last, last week we uh, we gifted <clears throat> um, Yuki with you know just some just some folk uh, not some folks we gifted her with some gifts. Yeah, you know, for coming through, and one of them was one of those fans that a lot of the drag queens have that big old ones that got to snap with it. And so you know, I'm always walking around and always. Out of breath, hella cella. Oh, the struggle of the big and the beautiful. You know, come on, <laughs> the big and beautiful truth. Um, <clears throat> I gotta, you know, have the fan with me, so I just got me one. Man, looking. Had that thing out, looking, you know. Looking nice. You looking nice out there, huh, Danny boy? <laughs> and I'm really just trying to cool down and not be out of breath. Trying to cool down. You were looking nice. I, I was feeling that fan. I need a fan. I think we need to make some fans, some FTQ fans, and. Yeah, I think that'll be some cool merch for us. <clears throat> One day. How you doing, Afrotene? How was your week? I'm doing well. Uh, my week was filled with like just in- instances of self-care. Mm. Um, okay. I think when you're in California, especially where living is high, like, <clears throat> you just got to work to grind out and pay bills. And then mm-hmm. it gets to that point where it's like my life kind of feels like it's being spent in an office. Oh, right. So it's like an economic prison. <clears throat> yeah. But like you got to go to work to get the check. That's and right. Sometimes you don't want to wake up and do that. But uh, I really focused on, you know, health. Like I try to eat vegetables, you know, those green things. Uh, <laughs> I'm allergic. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I've, I've been trying to, you know, eat better and, and, and put myself in a better situation where like I could be more centered. Uh, Cause I find that, you know, when I'm more centered, I'm able to tolerate people people at work and okay. people in the home but self-care is what what does Deja look when she's not centered <laughs> um i'm very snappy i'm very uh i can't picture that dismissive of people <clears throat> mm. i can get super sensitive too where i'm just like but i i'm I, it's funny like i could be very sociable mm. and very out there and outgoing but i recharge my batteries when i'm in solitude you're an introvert yeah i'm a social i could identify with that when i'm around people i could definitely talk chop it up but like i really recharge my batteries when i'm by myself Word. yeah chilling Word. listening to music writing or just baking because i bake a lot or whatever you're a, you're a cook too right yeah I cook too. We, we were talking Whoa, about yo, that yo, last yo. week uh, <clears throat> what were those cream puffs that you made coconut cream i puffs? made coconut cream mm, puffs scratch? They look so from good. scratch wow and it was just it's it's a nice little you know crispy baked outside uh with a um coconut cheesecake infused inside mm. well, coconut you know, balls like we say we love the, <laughs> we love the coconuts <laughs> oh i thought you were gonna say you love the balls but <laughs> well that, that's what that means <laughs> oh my bad yeah basically you know what an innuendo forgive is me. right <laughs> forgive me everybody i'm just in my well so you, so, <laughs> bake, so baking is one of your forms of self-care right yes. what are some other forms of self-care um, that you engage in definitely going out for a walk that's Word. a that's that's a good thing for me mm-hmm. uh, not for a run because these girls <laughs> you gotta get those steps in right? heavy because those coconuts <laughs> are <laughs> them coconuts um <laughs> I, I definitely will walk. I will write. Write writing is therapeutic, or just mm, being in silence, because nice. I feel like my my day is filled with talking. It's filled with talking and listening to people, because like I have to like 
filter calls from patients and get them doctors and things mm. like that. <clears throat> so like it's just every day I'm listening to the dis- despair of like people who are really going through it, right. and then like rich bye bye people who have bye bye problems. Mm. Shout out Sutter Health. No, don't do that. <laughs> but anyways, I don't I don't know what she just said, but. Um, but yeah, just expose like, it. <laughs> that is my my self care for the most part. I mean, but then sometimes self care can be kind of maladaptive to mm. where it's like I'm eating more than I should because uh, comfort food, right. fried chicken, cookie dough ice cream, those things. So. Do you give what? Your, do you give yourself oh, oh vanilla ice cream? Oh, oh yeah, oh, vanilla ice cream. <laughs> well, over. Um, <laughs> but yeah, like I'm just trying to keep myself in check. I mean, Word. once you get older, you kind of put things in perspective. And when you say right. Are you writing in a journal? Are you writing poetry? Are you writing songs? What are you writing? Everything? Everything. Nice. So, like, for the most part, I'll write um, day-to-day truths, like my big and beautiful mm. truth of the day. What yeah. is, what's what's a big and beautiful truth of the day for right now, for today? For right now? Yes. Give it to us. I'll, well, a big thing that I have on my heart now is, like, nothing changes if nothing changes. Mm. You, can't, you cannot hope for change if you're gonna, not going to move for change. Right. Yeah. And I feel like me coming on this podcast is a step into towards changing hearts, minds, like language and come on and just perspectives and yeah it's not gonna happen over over time but if if you see some yourself somewhere like a destination somewhere off in the distance you won't get there if you don't take the steps towards that so that's basically yeah. what that means for me nothing changes mm. if nothing changes <clears throat> nice okay okay miss poetry so how was your week, Bex? <laughs> look at look at look at our guest just taking the taking the driver's seat. <clears throat> Thank you for asking, Afrotainer. Um, I had a wonderful week. Um, this week I was very intentional about um, spending like an hour on prayer and meditation. So my prayer would be in the morning, meditation at night. And I just have been having a really crazy, crazy, crazy experience these last few weeks. Just kind of like with a just being overlaid, overloaded with work, overloaded with family issues, overloaded with just life, ex- life period. And um, I'm just at a place where I need to kind of get back into that discipline of just praying and meditation. Nice. So I used to always kind of like think that the, the two were the same, mm. but it's <clears throat> during this time of like actually doing prayer and meditation, I've learned that, well, I've actually... I knew this, but I just forgot. But I learned that prayer was talking to God and meditation was more like listening to God. And, you know, prayer is talking to the universe. Meditation is listening to the universe. So it was just great to finally be intentional about those two things because I used to try to put both in one Mm -hmm. and think that's prayer. So it was just, it was great. I feel a lot more better now. I feel more focused and... God is good. Yes, Lord. <laughs> all the times, all the times. <sighs> but yes. Um, all right, I'm excited to get into our ICU segment. Um, today, I want to recognize Nina Love. That's her at name on Instagram. N-I-N-A-L-U-V-V. Um, L-U-V-V-V. But um, she goes by the name of Selena Yandel. She's out there in Southern California. She is an owner of Sweet Nina's Cookies, which I heard were pretty awesome and amazing. Danny Wood told me. Um, she's also a host and a part of the street team that reps for the Island Block Radio. She's also a personal trainer at Metro Flex Gym in Long Beach, and she's a proud artist and aspiring actress. <clears throat> One thing um, 
when I reached out to Nina, I think a few weeks ago, I kind of just said, hey, you know, I would love to recognize you because I love the work that you do. I actually know her more as a fitness trainer. Right than um, a baker. I mean, I see that she promotes her cooking or her cookies all the time. And actually, I found out about her baking through some of my SoCal friends. Mm. And they would just kind of like, you know, snap it or <clears throat> show it on Instagram. But I was like, damn, I would love to try some of those cookies, you know. So you said you've tried them before, right? Oh, yeah, they're really A1 good. A1 bomb. They're really good. And they're homemade. She does them just scratch and everything. Yeah. Dang. She She doing all of that. Baking right out of the house. Yeah. Out there in Long Beach. And I, and I heard the new thing that she's doing, she's now um, s- sending them out, right? She's yeah. she's um, taking orders from mm-hmm. out like out of state, and she's just like doing big things, right? Yeah. <clears throat> I'm really proud of you, Nina. Love. Um, I'm also like, I really, really love that you are pursuing music and acting. That's also a great thing. And I don't think... Too many people know that side of you because when I read your bio that you sent me, I was like, what? She's into like acting and music. I thought that was pretty awesome. So we just wish blessings upon that. And yes, right now I want to recognize Nina Love. I see you, girl. That's what's up. Yes, I I love me some Nina. That's my sis from way back when. Um, (laughs) (laughs) She's uh, really been doing great things, especially with uh, not only with the cookies, but also just Doing a lot of focus on uh, wellness, physical health. Her her training abilities have just grown since <clears throat> since uh, from when I first seen her doing that to right, now. Yeah, you know, because she promotes a lot of her workouts on her page. Um, nice, and she's just turning hella buff. <laughs> you know what I mean? She got the muscles. She got some goals, body. Yeah, it's goals. And her and uh, Kiana actually have some things I heard coming coming up. So really excited to see Kiana that. Uh, works out yeah Kiana Tofina my personal trainer yeah they got some good things uh lined up and so it's really good and exciting to see you know these two uh Pacific Islanders Samoan women and word on the street she's supposed to be out here in the Bay Area sometime in April so hopefully we can kind of get her in just kind of get a quick interview right word (laughs) word well my ICU this week goes out to two phenomenal Tongan women uh, who are from Hawthorne, California. My ICU goes out to Sina Fifita and Kina, also known as Mele Makalo. Uh, these two women are dope leaders in the community, really creating spaces for our Pacific Islander students um, in community college. These two women um, are, creating pro- are creating programs uh, for uh, our Islander youth at El Camino College, uh, they recently just initiated the MANA program and um, have a lot of PI students coming through from the neighborhood um, and around the, the SoCal area, the South Bay area in SoCal. And it's just really exciting to see them create that space. You know what I mean? Being also from the neighborhood, being uh, from community college, you know, it's really good to see our people go out and uh, get their educations and then bring it back to share with the community. Uh, Sina is an alum, an alumnus or alumna. I forgot the right word. She's an alumni of UCR. And Kina is also an alumni of Kalamazoo, which is out there in Michigan, um, as well as uh, working at the teen center, working with a bunch of youth. 
Um, and these two women just are phenomenal leaders. And again, I want to recognize them and say, Sina Fifita and Kina Makalo, I see you. I know I'm new, but I do have a couple ICUs. Uh, first one is going out to Sefa Masalo Salo. Um, they call well, we just call him Sef, but he's um, I know him to be from Sacramento. He's a dope lyricist, rapper, artist. Uh, right now, I really love his music because he's shifting perspectives, kind of mm. bringing that. Um, from hood to village type feel, and I love that. Um, there was nobody better. Like mm. I cannot, I cannot praise him enough. His music is just um, not only just uplifting, but it, it just makes you think and and uh, and dance at the same time. He's pretty <laughs> dope. You can find him um, on Sound SoundCloud SoundCloud at Sefa M S E F A M as in Mary. So go ahead and check him out on SoundCloud. He's also on Twitter and Facebook. He's just amazing. Another artist I'm, uh, I just, you know, heard about, tapped into, um, I don't know how to say her name. I, I don't know if it's Kate or Kate. It's mm. K-A-I-I-T. She's part Papuan and part Aboriginal. Like, it's dope. That's and, dope. And uh, I, I really love her sound. If you're into Neo Soul, if you're into just like alternative R&B and those kind of vibes, please check her out. She was just retweeted by Jill Scott, one of my favorite what? artists. Um, and likened to Erica Badu. Mm. And uh, I love that she not only... Um, has dope lyrics but she is also an activist because in one of her videos she wears a free west papua t-shirt and i i think it's like that's a beauty of art and activism coming together absolutely so uh those two wonderful artists kate and sefa i do see you nice what sefa's rap is does it go by sef sef really yeah Nice. You know it's him because in the music is like, "Hey, what up?" <laughs> <laughs> who, do you, who do you compare his sound to? Nobody. Nobody's Nobody. Just Nobody. Seth. Hey, cut it out. Hey. <laughs> awesome. Listen, this is like our favorite part of the show, the chop it up section. We get to chop it up with the wonderful Afro Taney, who I'm sure has a lot to say, right? Yeah, welcome to the <laughs> to the Black History session of our talk. <laughs> Why gotta be Black History? Why? Why am I here? Because I'm black. Wow, <laughs> Gina. I mean, yes. I mean, you were talking about <laughs> damn Gina earlier. I mean, I think it's important. I mean, since you here, that's important for us. You know, this is a topic that we wanted to discuss was anti-blackness in the Pacific Islander community, right? And uh, you, Afrotainian, are one who definitely speaks up and speaks out and speaks loudly about... Too loud. (laughs) Turn my mic down. Turn that mic up. (laughs) But really, you know, just calling out and addressing the issue of anti-blackness, right? And really holding holding our people accountable to how we address, you know, um, blackness in our community. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I... It's a it's something that I speak on because it affects me. Absolutely, I think that's how usually people are, right? Yeah. You don't care about something until it happens to you, or we're very reactionary when yeah. it comes to things like that. Right. Um, and so I speak out because there are people who are in other communities outside of Samoan communities that feel the same way, mm-hmm. but they don't have someone being or willing to take the hits to bring it out. Right. You know, and it, it's very controversial in our community because it 
people feel that we're saying, oh, well, Samoans racist because they're anti-black. And we just really need to separate. Like when we're talking about anti-blackness, it is a very westernized concept. Yeah. Right. Right. So people are just like, don't bring your westernized views into our Samoan communities. Right. Right. That's just a word we use to kind of classify what it is. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, we're not. I'm. I'm not trying to say that our Samoan people are prejudiced or racist because that is us. It is just a symptom of our colonization. Right. Yeah. We are just <clears throat> expressing our colonization. I feel like. Hold on, because you know I want to properly kind of sure. explain you because I don't know if like all our. I'm sure our listeners know you, but I don't. Know, you know they're probably like, <laughs> is she black? Is she this girl's black or is she Samoan? Like who is she? Because we kind of went into it without kind of giving you like. Sure. A whole history, like um, my name is Desha Ataloma Taleni Teritiri Slave. All those names <laughs> apply to me. Um, I'm I am black and Samoan, uh, raised in a total Samoan household. Um, but it was weird, raised in a total Samoan household, but treated um, like the black sheep, like literally, mm. uh, not just by family, but by like society too. Mm. Because I'd go out into society and they'd be like, okay, you say you're someone, but you look black. Right. Or like they'll ask my sisters, like, oh, is that your friend or is that your cousin? So there was always a contrast. Like, right. there was always a contrast. Um, I'm a poet, a writer, a singer. Um, Where are you from? I am from. Uh, Santa Clara, California. But you were raised? Raised in Amaoli, okay. lived in Leonge, American Samoa. I got my dad's family's from Moka, you know, what's up up here? <laughs> and Upolu. Like, the, I'm just from both islands. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was raised uh, by a lot of strong Samoan people and figures. <laughs> and, uh, when actually, when I was younger, I didn't speak any English. They had to bring in like an ESL person to test me. Mm. Oh, what? Wow. Yeah, so I didn't speak English when I was younger, and then mm-hmm. as I grew, English got better. Yeah. And then you know, when you when you live in California, all of a sudden you speak Spanish, like hola. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah, that's just me. I'm I'm totally in the perspective of political and social issues. I'm not afraid to be you know raw. I'm not afraid right. to be spiritual. I'm just unapologetically all, you. <laughs> unapologetically me. Um, my my name Afrotania was born out of a sense like I'm not gonna call myself Maoli. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna diss people that call themselves Maoli either. But like as for me and my truth, yeah. I'm trying to be as authentic and correct as possible. Not right. politically correct, but like if I'm gonna honor my language, I'm gonna honor my language in its purity without the the tint of colonialism on it as mm. much as possible. Right. Mm-hmm. Deja or Afrotaining, we'll, we'll call you Afrotaining. <laughs> Whatever. She is in our family. We call her the last member of our family <laughs> because she's um, her dad is my first cousin, so she's technically my niece. So, uh, but <laughs> she was the first baby. That which and literally she came to our house uh, out there in Santa Clara, like she, when I think she was like maybe a few months old, uh, but her mom, you know, brought her over and like literally left left her with us <laughs> for like weeks and months, and you know she was like the last child that we've like. You know, that we took in, you know, as like not just a niece, but she was like one of us, like a sister. She was our little sister. And um, just remember, like, Deja was the one that we always fought over. We're like, give me her. I'm going to feed her. I'm going to change her. I'm going to give her back. She's the Pele. She was the Pele. My name is Pele. She was, she was the golden child. Like, she nice. was a part of us. And it, it was, it's pretty amazing, Danny Boy, because our family dynamic is my dad had 
all the girls. Uh-huh. And her grandma, my aunt, had all the boys, you know. <laughs> so, like, her dad is, like, our, my brother. But Everybody's everybody's kids. Yeah. yeah. Right. But, but one thing I kind of want to highlight, you know, about Daisha is that um, <clears throat> I think it was, like, the latter years of my mom's life, maybe two years, a few years before she passed, um, there, was a, there was an event where um, all of my sisters and my dad even, right? We, we went, I think it was in SoCal. Yeah. And we went go. out of town. And we had no one to watch my mom, you know. We needed somebody to kind of care to her and feed her. And, you know, Daisha was the one that just, I don't know, she was just was the one that my mom knew without a shadow of the doubt, like, I want her, you uh-huh. know. And, like, <laughs> Deja was, like, the one. She was also my mom's Billy as well. Like, she's almost, I think she's everyone's Billy in, <laughs> well, in our family. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. Because <laughs> I mean. Deja loves to sit and talk to the elders. Learn. She, yeah, she will learn and that's sit. Right. And she'll pull up a seat at the table. She won't even hang out with the, the us, the mm. aunties, or the younger ones. She'll just be like, oh, I'm going to go sit with your mom. For what, Deja? <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, that's a wealth of information there. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's a little piece of Deja. Deja is the one that, in our family, she's the golden child. She's the one that just we have always looked to and have been dependent on. You know, we, we see her, people in her generation, we just assume that, man, they're not going to want to stay home with my mom and do these things. They want to go out and do this and that. And Deja was willing to be like, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to cook for her. I'm going to care for my mom. And I've always kind of loved that about her. My, mm. all my, She has a close relationship with almost all of us. <laughs> So well, I mean, all all of all of you guys were just kind of the the uh, the example of like strong women. Mm-hmm. I mean, I that's that's a a word we use often that we don't really like strong women, but like I'm in in terms of independent, mm-hmm. strong willed, and just had their own opinions. That was a good thing to be around. And you guys also taught me how to roast people. Ooh, uh, I didn't. I no, didn't. Okay, I might I be. That, you might I see that. <laughs> To this day, it, it was the, I mean, the, the other three. I'm like, I might be a golden child, but they roasted me for everything for my life. They but prepared yeah. you. They prepared you for yeah, but yeah, to go toes with other people. That was definitely yeah. a, my my Samoan upbringing. Like it's 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 a blessing to take care of your elders. Absolutely, you know what I mean, right? Um, and they bless you in return. But so. you just naturally gravitate to <laughs> that, you know, to the elders. What is what is it about you that that just just grab it. Was did your did your grandma teach you that? Did Auntie well, teach you that? Well, my uh my upbringing, even though I had my my parents, my parents were both in the military. So you know how that mm, works. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. You travel. Uh, I was with my dad's uh, parents most often, Talini and mm. and Mulivai, and I was with them forever. Yeah. Everywhere they went, I went. When they went to the thrift store, I came out with a funky outfit. <laughs> <laughs> even though I was the only one with curly hair that just throwed my hair out, and they'd be like, "Oh, look, Pepe. Oh, Pepe. Oh, God." Um, and so I'm just, I just love that grandparent love. Yeah. Right. And there's no love like a, like your grandparents, right? Because right? they right. give all the angst to your parents, but then right. they give you all the love and attention. Like, do over. Here's my child. <laughs> do over. <laughs> yeah. So um, I just, older, older folks um, are a blessing, but then sometimes they can be prickly too. Like, oh, like now yes, when I'm yeah. communicating between the generations, it is as if we're we're navigators again, trying to cross that ocean right. to right. get that information. And um, but 
I'm thankful that as uh, Pacifica people, we don't throw away our elderly. Right. Um, right. I see a lot of that in other cultures. So I, I just encourage everyone, like, get to know your grandparents. Mm-hmm. You might find out that your grandma was that girl okay. in the village okay. at but, the party. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just being how we just kind of gave like a, a brief kind of like, you know, history of like, Mm-hmm. Deja's upbringing kind of give us your experience growing up like before Afrotene came on how was Deja living and you know as as a interracial you know as a Samoan yes. and black woman in the family in the church setting how would what did that Deja experience? Um, before the whole Afrotene acceptance yeah mm-hmm. uh, I was very much filled with this desire to want to belong. Like I was filled with this, where do I fit in? Because I don't look like anybody in my household Mm -hmm. and I don't look like any of my cousins, right? Mm. So I'm just, because my characteristics and my will wasn't reinforced around me, I took what I had inside of me as being invalid or not normal. And so that could grow a lot of insecurity. So mm. I, tr- I tried to speak the best Samoan, tried to dance the best Siva. I tried mm. to be as, as if I had to justify my presence mm. by being the most Samoan. Mm. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like a lot of people in my generation in, in the States, they don't speak their language because it was just like they live in a household where they're already reaffirmed just by looks alone. Right. Mm-hmm. So for me, I had to I had to be the best of everything. You had to prove yourself. Just to make sure I could prove something that's already mine. It it's my heritage, right. but, but did yet you I have to have a card to swipe to did, get it. Now, did you felt like you had to, or did where did you get the pressure of your family, you know, making you feel, or or even church, or just people around you, your environment? Did you get the pressure of that, like you have to prove yourself? I mean, that, I guess that's where the influence of Meoli comes into play, right? Because mm. I would hear it being used to address me Everybody but it was kamumu under the, yeah mm. but not just kamumu it would just be like and it was never said in a way that was like endearing it was right. never said in a way that that made me feel good so i started noticing that right. um in my earlier years i delved more into black art black culture because mm. it validated me i saw myself in mm. ella fitzgerald i saw myself mm. in langston and Maya Angelou, all those things. Like I could, you know, I could feel myself in those works. And so I got deep into that history and my Samoan was just, you know, day-to-day life, not going through the motions, but it wasn't something I was looking for to edify me until I started to really pay attention on how we were all being affected and how that is actually a strength. There are people who wish they could speak the language, but there's no one around. So. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'm, I'm, but that's definitely a gift given to me by my elders. Yes. They kept me grounded. They, they put me in check when I got, you know, yeah. two bell hooks on people. But, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was, it, it was difficult. That, that my early years were filled with a lot of insecurities. I was 160 pounds. That's short. That's small. For a girl who was 5'10, I was mm. banging. But I was, okay. but I was called fat. And mm. black, and so it was. I was being insecure on something that should have been celebrated at the time. How, how did you, how did you navigate with those insecurities? Or how did you cope with them in wanting to just belong? Um, my belongingness didn't really kick in until I had something to compare it to, mm. right? Mm. So uh, my grandfather, Mitio uh, Mangoslave, like he got cancer, and I flew to the islands to take care of him. Mm-hmm. 
and I kind of romanticized the islands, right? I've been to the islands here and there, but it was only for like summer trips or a couple of months. But to actually like do life there, that's when I was like, oh, snaps, this is not the the white paradise right, right. Uh, How exoticized old you? no i was just in my 20s oh, like wow. definitely um just in my early 20s like or mid 20s and um i just really got to realize that there are some really hard things happening on the island that people in the states are romanticizing they're like oh, oh if we go yes. there everybody's going to be nice and if and there are great people on the island i'm not trying to diss anybody but there are also yeah. hard issues that are affecting our island right. that that are not being advertised and that, and be I think it was during that time when I was fighting for like visibility for those who are being sexually abused mm-hmm. or like just high sex crimes on island right. and just speaking out and 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 just uh, participating in that community on island. I started to accept more of who I was because people were looking at me and be like, "Oh, got yes Oh, you mm-hmm. look, but different. you look like this, but mm-hmm. you don't talk like this or Oh, you speak Samoan. So I was I was helping breaking down barriers in on island and also breaking down barriers within myself. Like, oh, wow. it's good to be this way. I'm a bridge. Like a bridge can't want to be right, a freeway. Yeah. Absolutely. Come on, Bridge well, Myers. <laughs> were, were you so once that was discovered about um, your ability to be able to speak the language and to understand the culture, did you feel yourself being accepted more by Samoa because you were able to I, get down, you know, get down with them. Accepted by people who who didn't like what was going on. Like I'm, I'm all for the people who are like not comfortable with what is being um, established as normal. Because mm. normal doesn't mean right. Normal right. just means you keep doing it and doing right, it and right, doing right. it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> but like, but like, I found myself connecting with the young folks that are speaking out and are tired of of the systemic sexual abuse and yeah. just the racism, not the racism, but the prejudice in in the in the culture. Like, they really wanted someone to be like, yo, like this this is not right going on. All the corruption, all these things that are happening. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that it doesn't happen anywhere else, but like. If we're talking about cleaning up our own mess, then we gotta clean up our own mess. Yeah. But it's hard because there's American Samoa is mostly filled with the youth, mm-hmm. right? It's like the average age of people on the island is 27. But if oh, you wow. look at the people that are in power, it's all elderly folks, mm-hmm. right? right? So it's hard to break a system like that when all the power is up there. So when I was out there speaking, and and just being a bridge with people, I really resonated with the young folks, older folks. It was hard to come around to, but as long as you're respectful and you you know you play the nice city game, the faalo alo game. Yeah, yeah. got a code um, switch. Yeah, not just code switching, but it was like, um, what is it called? Mind your mind our culture. And... Yeah, like the civility politics right. and things like oh, that. Oh yeah. I'm not very good with that because if I don't like you, I don't like you. Like I'm not. <laughs> Damn. I'm not, no, no, hey, Gina. That's the truth. Yeah, is. I know. But like I'm, I'm not afraid to be like, hey, this is what I think about you. Right. Let's change that. But if I don't like you, girl, I'm not gonna be like, why sis? Why am I oi? Give your eyes <laughs> I'm not that gonna person. Be fake. You're gonna be cordial. Yeah, I, maybe, I, maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, I'll be respectful. I'm not gonna call that, you out your name. There you go. But like. It it is that's admirable. Hard. Yeah, it's hard when you're talking. It's hard because you want to be petty. <laughs> oh, oh, petty game. I'm poor petty. My roses, poor petty. My roses bloom. I'm Jesus, a poor petty I love it. <laughs> but uh, it, in Samoa, it really is 
hospitality is important. Mm -hmm. Like you, even when you walk down the street, you'll get people on buses passing you by just waving at you. I wave to a new person every day and I didn't know them, but it's just a culture to wave and and smile. And I had to get used to that because when I lived in the States, I didn't smile. Totally different. I don't wave. And they don't don't. smile back at you or they don't even acknowledge you, right? Like They don't even nod. (laughs) Yeah. At least do the nod. That's so. That's always something that is an interesting topic of discussion. Is like how we don't acknowledge each other when right. we see each other out, and there's m- plenty of reasons to that why we don't do that, right? Like it could be from different hoods, right? Uh, or it could be like, oh, you know, bad experiences with someone. People are Pacific Islander. Like I don't even want to see this motherfucker right now. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, whereas I'm, where at home, it's like you see everybody. Like, hey, what's up? It's so. It's so different. Right. It is so different to like. Half of the battle of connecting with someone is just acknowledging them. Mm. Right. That is Come how, on. Just to look at them and say to hi. see someone. And right? so, like, I do, I, and I don't want to portray this image of, oh, I was the American girl that went to Samoa and changed everything. I didn't change nothing. Mm. Um, but I, I definitely feel Samoa, like, changing me or it changed me in a way that it didn't make me soft, but it made me be mindful of my actions. Like, mm. yeah, smile. Yeah, watch how you talk to people. No, it's not about the task. It's about who's doing the task. Right. How do you, how do you think no you were received out there in Samoa? I think I was received as like an oddity at first because it's not too much like uh, diversity in American Samoa. Like the most diverse it gets like is from the army base that's there. But mm-hmm. I didn't see too many Tangatauli there, like mm. too many people of my skin tone. Um, but it's... There's a lot of Filipinos there. There's a lot there's of... There's a lot of Filipino, Korean, Chinese. Asian, right. Um... And there's Tongan people there. Yo, what's and, up? And, and Fijian folks, too. Fijian yeah. folks are there, too. Bula. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think I was, um, at first it was like, oh, who's that? Because, mm. you know, when you see new people on the island, it's like, oh, who's that? Who's mm. that? Who's that? And I took that as a very face value. Like, oh, everybody's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, hey, everybody loves everybody. me. I'm popular. Hey, and then I started to find out the double-edged sword of that. So mm. not not because people are naturally mean or anything. It's just that when you're on a small island, there's nothing to do. Mm-hmm. Like each house turns into a TV show. Mm-hmm. And you Dang. try to look at each other as whose episode are we going to talk about now. Right. And so whatever you do on island will find its way so near I believe that. That coconut water yeah. is real, yo. <laughs> Yes, the waves don't just bring water. Right? It just brings your story from what you did at the club. <laughs> yeah, <they're not. laughs> and so that's, um, it was, I had to leave Samoa. Well, I didn't have to leave, but my grandparent, um, my grandpa f- passed away. Mm. And then it was kind of like, okay, then what am I doing here now? Like, is there a life for me here? Um, what I really miss about Samoa, besides the stars, oh my God, the stars are amazing, mm. is the fight. The what? When, the fight. When you're in Samoa, activism is real. You can. You can be vocal. You can see injustice. You can help and work and, and, and be, you know, <clears throat> in the midst of the fight, mm-hmm. trying to inspire kids. Because I was also a coach, too. So I would give my girls talks and inspire them. But what I, kind of coach? Basketball. Basketball. Okay. 
I mean, we forgot to put that A in her triple A because you know she's <laughs> also an athlete. Oh, basketball A. Oh yeah, that's a different battery. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, this in Samoa is just definitely a great battleground to be in. That that'll get the gladiator out of you if you're an activist or a community organizer. Oh wow. It'll definitely humble you, but then inspire your creativity on how to organize people from a different culture, different language, um, in to gear towards one goal. So that's what I missed about Samoa. Mm. But uh, you will burn out, mm-hmm. and the island got too small for me. And small not not meaning like, oh, I'm too big for this. No, it was small in the fact that like it could feel suffocating. Mm. And the issues got so big that the island started to shrink, shrink. Mm. And it felt like the walls were closing in. And it's like, I can't, I can only go so far. Suffocating. Yeah. And traveling is hard. Like, if you want to come back to the States, it's like super expensive. Mm-hmm. But yeah, as in my image in Samoa, um, I was first accepted. Then I was like, oh, okay, it's her. And then it was like, what's she talking about? You know? And so that's kind of the cycle I went through there. Um, but uh, I definitely, I definitely miss it. Uh, but I do appreciate coming back and kind of recharging my batteries in that way. Word. Being amongst, right. amongst like-minded people, <laughs> like you just have to be edified by people that kind of see your creative energy or understand why we organize and aren't afraid yeah. to like go against what is tradition or what is normalized. So. Mm. Thanks for being alive, guys. <laughs> I see you. I see you, Afro-Tainan. You know what? We're going to go straight to it, Deja. We want to have this discussion now. Okay. okay. We want to unpack with you because you have all the wisdom and the experience. No, I don't. But that was such a good un- segue. Yeah. Such a good segue. Let's unpack the word meoli. Okay. So when I was younger, I understood the word meoli to be black person. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was never said that way. It's, it was said to me as if it was the N-word, though. Mm. I would want to say that, but yeah, I mean. I yeah, mean, yeah. well, I mean, to to my experience, not not as a, someone of dark skin, but hearing the word meuli, I always understood that as well as a black person. Mm-hmm. But, to hear, but to hear someone be referenced as the N-word, I would hear the derogatory, what I thought was derogatory at the time, and it's very derogatory, um, excuse my language is is kaiuli. Yes. Have you ever and did you hear that? I've as well? heard that. Dang. Or or even people. And say, can we? I mean, what is the the, the translation of kaiuli? Like the blackest shit. Right. Basically, and then meoli is like for now it's morphed into a black thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but when you look it up, um, I think it was out of an institution in New Zealand. They uh, they list a, a book of insults, and it's neauli, N-E-A-U-L-I, mm. and it's used to to describe like a black animal or mm. dog. And there that's like go. the highest, that's the highest like <clears throat> insult in Samoan culture is to liken someone to an animal. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so it was, it was neauli. But then with the... Um, you know, Germans and other Europeans coming on and, and bringing Solomon and church uh, servants and Vanuatu and people on island, they try to create the separation between Samoans and Melanesians. Mm. Um, and so they would they would encourage Meuli to kind of justify their kind of slave their slavery in um 
in our islands mm-hmm. and because we were like the lighter skinned of them all it's, they they were treated as savages so meuli is not is not the correct term to call a person of darker skin it's actually tangatauli mm-hmm. which makes sense right yeah, yeah. and, and then, tangatauli translates to a darker person or black person black, okay. depends depends on how you use it and then you have your teneuli and mm-hmm. tamauli mm-hmm. which right. are people like to say oh well meuli is the correct version if we are in intent on 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 being a culture of then why would you believe that your language would be so derogatory towards other people? Mm. If our if our main characteristic of our people is hospitality, why would you believe that a derogatory term like that would be what we would greet other people with? Right. There is a history behind that. Right. So it is tangatauli, teneuli, tamauli. Meuli is proper. If you're talking about a sock, a remote, a TV. Right, wall. But since we hear it being attributed to people, we're like, uh, what? But it's an actual black thing. And the hardest thing for people to do is to unlearn something that Mm -hmm. has been normalized for so long. Right, and that's, I I still need to unlearn that word because oh, I, I find myself using too. that word a lot. I do too. I and I lovingly correct my mom. Like my mom would be like, "Oh, where's that mauli?" I was like, "Ah, ta ta tamauli." Oh yeah, oh yeah, tamauli. <laughs> it's just in order for me to like have other people change the language, I got to start within my own home. That's and that's right, kind yeah. of how where it starts. It's yeah. in the home because we learn that from the home. Absolutely. You cannot tell me any most of the Samoans in the states were taught that in a book. Right. I don't. I don't see that. You're hurt. You heard that, and so it is hard for our people to get used to change. They never want to change. It's hard. Change is hard. We. I. I can attest to that. Like I don't want to change, but once you understand the meaning to it and the history of it, then you can understand why it's being changed. So I was using meoli too. I'm right. not saying this like, oh, I. I woke up like this. Like no, I was using meoli too. Then I encountered a a Samoan woman, and she had her two little kids with her, and um, one of her daughters said, "Mom, mali meoli lale," and she was like, "Hey." No, no, no. She said, and I was like, wait, hold up, sis. Let's have a conversation. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, sit down. Can you tell me, you know, why? And she was like, meuli is a derogatory term. Right. You don't use that to describe people. Right. And we also talked about the word afakasi. She's like, she will never use that word too uh-huh. because that's derogatory towards white Samoans. And so it was just a, I think that's what I cherish about Samoa. It really taught me, like, why I shouldn't even use that word anymore. I don't what, know. What's really special about you, the this whole instance that you're describing is that I recently had a conversation with Yuki. Mm-hmm. And mm. uh, we were having this conversation about the word meuli and how we use it to describe black people. Um, and she just really blew my mind because she was telling me about how you know, we need to be careful of how we use that word because um, mesina, right? Mesina mm-hmm. is like treasure, right? And everything that we uh, view in such a in such a prestige, right. whereas everything else opposite of mesina is meuli, mm-hmm. right? Because it's you know it's dark or it's ugly, the absence, yeah. the absence of it, right? And so if we are referring to people as meuli, it's the opposite of mesina as a treasure and folks who are of darker skin or, you know, what have you, are Mesina, mm-hmm. right? And, like, for her to explain that to me, I was just, like, like, my mind was 
blown because I was like, oh my gosh, I've never, first of all, I've never heard that kind of um, explanation. explanation. And then to also understand this idea of Measina, because mm-hmm. that's even something that I'm new to learning as I'm not like uh, fluent in okay. our Samoan language. Um, but just to hear that description, it was like, damn, that's really what's going on when we, you know, when we do this. And if it, it reminds me of this anti-blackness mm-hmm. that exists within our community, because even with like, you know, just my own experiences with family um, or whatnot, the way that we view folks from the from the um, black community, especially because of their own experiences maybe from migrating here or whatnot, maybe didn't start from there, maybe it started from back home too. Mm-hmm. It just had been very negative. Right. You know, I I was uh, scrolling through your uh, Facebook and I was um, kind of want to talk about that tweet that kind of just popped up <laughs> right when I was like, search Afro-Tene Speaks. Too much internet. Oh my goodness. Not Let me read that tweet for a second then we'll be able to kind of unpack because, you know, it kind of falls into what we're talking about right now. Okay. So it says, oh my gosh, people still arguing over hashtag Meuli. For those of us who grew up in the islands, it means black person, nothing derogatory. For those of you who didn't grow up at the at home, I'm sorry, you're offended. Build that bridge and get over it. Okay. Uh, should I, should I, should I, ask, that roll should I wet, eyes? <laughs> that's that wet hey, salapu. Um, I I normally don't really respond to statements like that because it's like super ignorant. Like, who, right. if who are you to tell me that I should get over something that affects me but don't affect you? Right from There's, your experience, yeah. she tells you to build a bridge, girl, <laughs> build, no, and boo-boo. get over it. <laughs> I'm gonna drive the steamroller. Um, <laughs> no, it's just just like it is. It doesn't make sense for people who are not affected by the prejudice Come or on. not affected by the words right. to tell people Come who on. are affected by those words to ignore their feelings on it and right. to ignore the history behind it. Mm. Right. Certain, I just call them white adjacent Samoans, the people that could pass for the majority culture or the quote unquote favored um, population of a society to tell those in the margins where to write and mm. where to feel mm. and where to speak. You, that is not your, your privilege don't reach that far. Come on. Right. And you can't. And so I reacted strongly to that because it was just like, you're invalidating my experience. Exactly. Mm. And I had to learn that um, when I was addressing other other people of, of different like cultures and groups like LGBTQ, uh, TI, just like you know, what they go through. I couldn't be like, oh, well, everybody's good here. But that's not my experience. So I'm not mm-hmm. speaking in a place of knowledge or wealth or experience. Mm-hmm. So when when people, when I was scrolling through, I kept seeing a lot of like young, white adjacent Samoans with long hair just be like, oh, man, at least not offensive. It's not offensive. I'm like, okay, not offensive to you because right. you benefit from right, it. Right, right. Mm-hmm. Because you're, you're olele bai bai, mm-hmm. your long hair, you're appropriate, but we're not. You're what's deemed goals. Yeah. Right. You're, you're the standard of beauty. Of right. course you're going to be like, you have no issues with it. Right. Because you're using it, but you don't want to check yourself and your privilege and be like, oh, shoot, maybe I am putting down my other that brothers. Right. 
right right yeah and so i i had to address that that got on my nerves it's because we have a lack of historical thinking right do you guys think that this word just came out of nowhere right like do you not remember when they came on a boat and brought disease to us Mm. that they said that they throw us in the middle of the street because we were like dogs because we were dying from influenza Mm. they had no cvs and a flu shot we were dying from an uh, from a disease we've never experienced before did you not see how they came and took over with guns right and we just had to surrender like the germans did to them too like because they came by force right uh, do you not remember the Mao? What was the purpose of the Mao then? Mm-hmm. All these things affected us. Samoa, more Samoa. Yeah. So why? So why wouldn't you think in our colonization that it wouldn't allay the fabric of our language? Mm. It is in our language. In order to break down a people, you gotta break down what they use every day. Come on now. And our language is the vehicle of our tradition, and because we got taught it through our religion by missionaries and taught it through um, our teachers and in the language, we took it on. And like everything in Samoa, when something comes to change Samoa, Samoa changes it. Mm. And we made it a part of ourselves. So we got used to saying meuli as black person. Mm -hmm. When it was really used to to describe and keep down indentured servants and slaves that were on our island doing the work that we weren't going to do. And just validate the slavery of the Germans and the other Europeans. So it's just, it's very hard. uh, Because you have a lot of Samoans who are saying... Well, I heard a Matai use it, so it must be true. Right. I heard my mom use it, so it must be true. Well, if you take that logic, and if Trump in our country is our Matai, uh-huh. and we take everything he says as truth, even though every other word he's fact checked to be wrong, mm-hmm. like that's exactly <laughs> the same thing. Don't don't think don't think just because okay. your your uncle on a Sunday afternoon said it that on it's, a Sunday afternoon <laughs> that it's true. Right. Like I, I follow, follow, of course, respect them, but right. like you gotta check them too. Come on, just like we check our leaders. But like in Samoa, our hierarchy is so strong mm. for us to question a leader is out of the question. You mm. know what I mean? It's it's so very hard to do that, um, but. Read, read, please. We need a higher uh, attention span for historical learning. Like all these things, you can actually search, you right? Know? Um, but there is a lot of misinformation out there. There's a lot of people teaching Meoli as black person because they don't think about it. They don't use it. So they that, only use it at the surface level. Yeah, right? it's they don't think about. It. I. <laughs> two things I do when, or one thing that I do when I encounter people who say meoli, I say one, don't address me as that, and two, let's break down the word. Come on. What, what is the word for for a black person? Meoli. Break it down. Black thing. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what is a person? Uh, what do you call a person from uh, China? Sainga. What do you call a person from Germany? Xiamangi. What do you call a white person? Balangi. What does that mean? Um, from the heavens, da da da. I was like, from the heavens. Yeah, I was like, so <laughs> why is it everybody in our culture has a name, or any other person with a different color has a name, but when you get to black people, it's a black thing. Right. Would you want to be called a black thing? No. And they say no. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, I never thought of that. There was another person who was like, eh, it's not offensive. And then the person asked him, would you want your kids to be called that if you had kids? And he was like, damn, no, I wouldn't. So it's just like we're defending something that we know is wrong, but it's just hard to change. And and, and we got to bring the awareness in such a way where it's a teaching moment. Yes. And, right. And not a, like not a moment to break somebody down, but to build somebody build up and build up, their knowledge. Right. 
Because the hardest thing we can do is to, one, accept the thing that is different and then allow it to change us because we feel like we're turning our back on something. Because like what you were saying about how this use of the word meuli is couched in our language. Mm -hmm. I know that Martin Luther King said that, you know, the way that American society views black people has been couched in language where everything that is uh, dark and ugly and uh, sinful is black. Yep. And everything that is pure and lovely is considered white. white. Right. right. And, and like words mean things, right? And so if we can understand that using the word meuli means something derogatory to someone, maybe not everyone, then let us be mindful to do that work to switch it up. Yeah. Right? Because even to be someone who I pride myself in being open-minded and mm -hmm. wanting to receive how I can address someone how they want to be addressed versus how I think they should be addressed, right? right. Like to hear this uh, idea of switching up the use of meuli and addressing people as tangata uli yes. is something that I have to unlearn, but, I'm, right. but I want to do the work because I don't want to... Um, I don't want to put someone in that in that place. It's it's just as like in in English, right? In this whole the, all the controversy around people who are not um, black or African American using the N word, right? Right, and oh like, Lord. and even if we're able, like, even if you know, folks are accepted because they may come from the community, come from the hood, and it's like it's no thing. At the end of the day, it's not going to be the same for everyone. Exactly. And if that right. word is oppressive then we need to do the, the work in, like, refraining from using the N-word in our everyday language. Right. People really reclaiming these words, right? Because even in the LGBT community and our Fafafinga community uh, back home, you know, like, they've embraced the word mala, right? Which comes from that word malaya, which means curse. Yeah, I wouldn't I would never call somebody that, though. Right? And we would never, because yeah. we can't do that, but but they might do that amongst yes, themselves. Yes, they can definitely do that amongst themselves. Yeah, you're actually, you're super right. Like, right. in terms of endearment or when you take certain words within communities, it may, it means different when somebody is from your own group. Right. You know what I mean? Right. You know it's not being malicious. Mm -hmm. Right, But when right. somebody outside the group starts calling you that, then it's just like... Hold oh, up. Yeah. Oh, you want to fight? <laughs> <laughs> Those are fighting words. Oh, do you want your lips to be on your face or? <laughs> Dang, <Dang-ish. laughs> Hey, man, sometimes you just really got to address people where they're at. And that's where they're at sometimes. But, like, I, I do agree um, unlearning a language or something that's being reinforced in your everyday life yes. by people that look like you, sound yes. like you, raise you, it is hard. Um it's it's not just language either. Like even unlearning your own religion, like say if mm. you were raised in a different religion, that's hard too. Right. That is um so but it's easy to pick up things. It's hard to let things go. And just as Ooh. a as a people, we just love to hoard our culture and like <laughs> We and, don't wanna let go. Yeah. I mean I mean the the best and, and the worst thing about our culture too is like our pride. Mm. Our pride like we're so like super sound. <laughs> our pride is so tied into our culture and if you assume that you're speaking the correct language and someone tries to change that they're kind of changing and checking your pride in your own culture and mm -hmm. your identity challenging and, and that's definitely something they don't want to um 
what we don't want to be confronted with, right? Yeah, we don't want to be challenged. Yeah. We've never, we, in our culture, we always want to be uplifted. We always want to be, like, egged on and be like, oh, yes, I'm more. But then when it comes to... <laughs> <laughs> but when it comes to dealing with the issues that we kind of have to unlearn and actually do work in, right. it is so hard to do because they don't have too many examples of doing that. Mm-hmm. Luckily, we have people like Taffy, Joseph yes. Saia, yes. YouTube to just willing to do the work and kind of bring out the uh, the topics that usually fall in the dark, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, yeah, it's it's we have to do it in an approachable way. I, I agree. But then sometimes you get those hard-headed people that um, they need to be roasted before you could... <laughs> We, 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 we know we've read we've read we've read the tweets sorry yeah. sorry we've read the comments and i don't think there's anything to be sorry for because i think folks are really defending the their ignorance yeah you know and not willing to be open not willing to see the the other person's side and i think with you sharing the amounts that you did in terms of your story, your narrative, in conjunction with the word maoli right and your experience as a uh, dark skin Samoan yeah. black woman, right? That to hear you say that you have felt invalidated, that you felt like you didn't belong, really touches you know like it, it, it pains my heart not in a sympathetic way but in an empathetic way because we all have felt marginalized and not to say that all of our feelings are uh, equal across the board, mm-hmm. right? But even to think about our experiences as queer people, right. right? And really feeling like we don't belong because we're not subscribing to right. hetero heteronormative <clears throat> behaviors, yeah. Behaviors that like we're 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 different. We're it's, it's it, right? We're like right. that I mean, even if just think about that word Malaya, right? Like right. cursed and it I I wouldn't that makes me not want to use the word Uli, even if someone is okay with it. Right, because right. I don't want to perpetuate and re-enforce uh, that that ideology. Right. I mean, I definitely think that if we all get to pick out instances where we felt outed right. or we felt like uh, ostracized and different or made to feel just invalid and we all think about those experiences and then apply that to when someone speaks and says hey I feel this way when you say that uh, more of an empathetic ear than a defensive ear then Come we can definitely change things and I do agree sometimes I'm heavy handed when, when it comes to me voicing my um, opinions but I think because we only respond to the shock value, mm. that's why I gravitate towards there. Like I said, we're a lot um, reactionary when it comes to certain things. Mm-hmm. So I have to say something to get your ear first, and then I can grab your mind. Right. But I, I've noticed that. If I don't come for your throat, you don't care about your brain. <laughs> <laughs> and so that's kind of how... You got Tom over there like, <laughs> sheesh. want to kick at somebody's wall real no, quick. No, but that's, but that's it. So and if I, I don't think, come for your throat, I'm... I will never get to your brain. But that's the thing, though. Like, so people, when when they hear me, when when they see me post things online, they think, "Oh, this this woman is vicious," mm. and I am. But 
I'm also a pretty kitty. Like, I'm also, <laughs> you're, you're also I'm tiger. Oh, oh, yes, I'm oh. a tiger, but I'm also a kitty wait, cat wait, wait. sometimes. Or, 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 or is the kitty pretty? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. We just prayed to Jesus before this. <laughs> no, but I'm just saying, like, I, I, I am not just this person who wants to be loud for, for free. Right, right. Like, I want to be all in your face. <laughs> you're wrong. I'm right. Yeah, because it's just like, though we might be strangers online, you're still my brother, you're still my sister. And right. the the real truth of my life is that I still do need to work with my brother and my sister in my own family when it comes to language. So I'm not being a hypocrite. I'm just saying, like, if no one's going to say anything, if nothing changes, then right. nothing changes. Right. I, I did a, uh, a talk uh, at Uprise. It was a keynote at Uprise in Seattle. Shout out to Uprise. <laughs> hey! Um, and I... I was so fortunate to share my story there. After I got down from stage, um, this beautiful darker-skinned woman with curly hair. Mm. Um, she's a woman. She was still in high school. She comes up with tears in her eyes wow. saying, thank you. I just came from Fiji. Everyone thinks I'm either Samoan or black, and they call me this name. Mm. And your story help me realize that like it's not just me mm. i gave her my number and i said look hit me up whenever you know um we just need to build that sense of support with one another right. we cannot treat our oceans like walls and separate each other Come there on. is no there Come is on. no difference between a melanesian and a polynesian or french polynesian all those we are we are sharing an ocean. We are different in culture and language, but like as a people, as a heart, we are no different. Mm -hmm. Like we are, we really do need to come together. And imagine if we really did value each other the same, then why would we let anything in West Papua happen like like that? Come, mm. We wouldn't. If in if anybody came to any of our islands, Tonga, Samoa, New Zealand, came to our island and did that. We wouldn't stand for it. Right. But right, why right. do we allow That's it, Papua that to part. go through? Right. Because they don't look like us? Mm -hmm. Because they look like everything we were told to not value? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's their problem? Because we let oceans separate us instead of being that water, that lubrication that brings us together? So uh, we all suffer from climate change, yet we don't we don't pay attention to our social changes. Like <laughs> we we all talk about how the waters are rising and and, and taking over our islands, but we don't talk about the waters of prejudice rising and taking over our households mm. and and coming up over our heads and we're drowning in it, but we're smiling and swimming and saying it's a vacation. Come on, it doesn't work that way. So I just. Would hope. <laughs> I just would hope you that preaching, preaching. <laughs> no, but okay. I just would hope that our hearts would swell enough to, to understand or even ask the question: What is wrong if we change Meoli to Tangatauli? What do you lose? Right. You don't lose anything. In fact, you gain more credibility. Mm -hmm. Come on. I mean, like, what what are you giving up when you change your language? You're not giving up anything. You're giving up your convenience, and convenience is the death of us all. Come on. Mm. I mean. Are we going to keep going down the road that's already laid out for us, even though it's leading us into a place that we shouldn't even go? Or are we going to look to the jungle and be like, look, I'm going to take my machete of, of wit and knowledge. I'm going to knock some of these trees out of the way, but I know there's a clearing on the other side mm -hmm. right. I can make home. And I just, let's go home, y'all. Like, <laughs> I feel like home. it was important. <laughs> this, this episode, or just you having 
we ha- us having you on um, our show was needed because I think people have they had this misconception of Afrotene. Yeah. This malicious, evil, one way or no way at all. Sometimes. Bite your head off. I, I, and this yeah. is all by comments. I'm reading your comments and, you know, like you're you're literally getting at them pretty hard, you know, and as they are getting at you pretty hard. Yeah. I mean. And, but this, internet. you know, this side of you that people are hearing is a side that people will be open to and be like, wow. Hopefully, hopefully, like, just I really hope that folks listen to this episode, all episodes with an open heart, open mind, because there's some real knowledge, some yeah, real science you're giving... that's being kicked down. You know, like, I'm just sitting here like, <laughs> no, come on, keep, keep going, keep no. talking. No, it's just... Because um, you're only giving a snapshot of really who, of who you are, and that's that passionate true. side. Like, no, I'm, th- that's wrong. I'm going to stand to this. <laughs> but there is that kitty side. <laughs> You'll know her. She's a whole-ass person. You know yeah, what I mean? She's all ass, of these things. Not a half-ass person. Not a whole-ass person. Whole person. Not a half-cast person. And we, the culture needs to know that. <laughs> you know, you they need to know. all of it. <laughs> you are all of that in one. You have that side of you that's empathetic, that's compassionate, that cares, that wants to say hey to the, to the mother with the child that's sitting at the bench. Hey, let's Let's talk about yeah. this. You know, let's be open. You know, I'm open with these discussions. This isn't just a one-ended, you know, close-ended right. discussion. I'm open to that. But, again, on social media, I mean, looks look, like you're this. Black Panther. Um, <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> and I don't mean the movie. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. But, like, it is true. I, th- I think I do I do need to approach it in a way where I can let people be see the other sides of me. But I feel like... In in normal conversations, you have to come hard and then soften up later. Mm. That's I true. I feel like people, when you come at people very soft, they assume you to be weak and assume you to be a, a pushover, and then they think they can pull one over on you. Mm. Uh, so I know my my approach can be heavy handed. I do understand that, but in person, I swear, I swear I'm the nicest. I, I'm not the nicest. I'm I'm the most amicable person. You know <laughs> you're all of it. You know what I mean. You're all of it, and you're able to show all these sides of yourself, and that's and that's beautiful, right? Because that's your approach. And there are other folks who have approaches where, you know, they may not come off as strong, but when pushed to the test or when tested, you know what I mean, then it'll come out. Right. And it and right. it all works. We can't we can't praise our warrior culture and then shun somebody for being a warrior for whatever they believe in. Right. right? You know what I mean? Right. Well not whatever. But like, you know, for, for the betterment. If sometimes we're used to fighting with our culture than fighting for our culture. Right. And you know, I'm glad to be on for the culture <laughs> so we can hey, we are. discuss it. Can you give a brief um definition of uh, Totolua? Um, Totolua, um, because I, I knew Afakasi to only be a word to describe, uh, Samoans with white or European, uh, descent. Um, I was researching and I saw this really cool book, um, and it was written by Malama Melesea. I think it is. Malama Melesea. It's called The Making of Modern Samoa, Traditional Authority and Colonial. And then I don't have the whole title, but just look that up. It was um, printed in 1987, Mm. (laughs) the year I was born. And she (laughs) uses the term totolua. Totolua is a mixed Samoan. So I I was interested in this word because it it wasn't Afakasi, but it made sense to Mm me. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you give that a read, but it just means mixed Samoan. So if you're someone like me who has mixed blood, then you would say totolua um, to describe biracialism. Um, 
I used to say Afakasi until I realized what it meant. Mm-hmm. I was I don't ha- I'm not part white, you right, know what I mean? Right. Mm. And so Totolua is a great word to use. When I posted that, people were like, Totolua, oh, you're making it up. Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. But it shows how language can become archaic mm-hmm. only because we don't pay attention to it. Right. Like <laughs> it just fell to the back of our mind. Right. And I think that happens when, when the folks that use it pass off and our our younger generation doesn't care to glean that information from them. Mm-hmm. So like that's why I say encourage to sit next to your older folks because they have that's good. Yeah. There's a lot of Samoan history, a lot of Samoan traditions that aren't written down right. that are passed through you know our oral tradition. Where right. We we keep most of our stories through our word of mouth, right? Right. right. Um, but now with the invention of social media and talking with one another, we kind of leave our technologically um, disadvantaged elderly <laughs> folks in the wind when we should be just. Um, there's a lot of projects being being started now where they're trying to get that information and write it down and put it in digital libraries. Right. But yeah, Totolua is definitely a word they used back in the days to describe mixed Samoans. So I'm going to try to use that more rather than Afakasi if that doesn't apply to me. But mm. I mean, even then, Afakasi is kind of like a slur. So Totolua is definitely something. If you guys want to get into it, are uh, you part Samoan, part Korean, part Mexican, part nice, part nicer, whatever. <laughs> Totolua is a great alternative if you're into changing your language. And what if there are more than one? Two. Um, I, I would assume you would say Tototolu, <laughs> Totofa, but that's just like... That's, that's machi. Right. That's, that's a lot. Machi. Yeah. So I would just say Toto Lua just to show that there is a separation in that blood. But, Thank but you. I like that word because it doesn't, there is no negative connotation. It's not saying one blood is better than the other. Right. So, uh, yeah. I think um, we've just been having a really great conversation <laughs> about, about everything. And if we could really land the plane to have some takeaways <laughs> from this beautiful conversation. I know that the nuggets are in the conversation, but like, let's just give the folks some, some highlights that, that we can do to, to change the way that we address folks who are Tangata Uli, right? Mm. Like what are some takeaways that you want folks out there listening to this with open mind and open hearts, hopefully, to take away from the discussion so that they are mindful and, you know, just just, uh, able to be better. Right. Um, A takeaway. Our language... Our language is capable, and it's able to express our respect for other people and other cultures. Just know that. We're not saying that if you use Maoli that you're a racist or prejudiced. We're not saying that. But we are saying that word was born out of a place that is not within our heart as a Samoan. Mm. Um, Maoli is a derogatory term. Get that in your head. It is derogatory. It is not used in an official capacity on any of our documents to describe someone who has darker skin or black. It is an improper way to address somebody of darker skin. Please understand that. Right. The words you can use is tangatauli, um, or if you want to be specific to gender, 
teneuli, tamauli. Those are the three words that you are able to use to describe people of uh, darker skin without offending them or passing uh, prejudice judgment upon them. Mm. Uh, totolua is a good word to use if you're a mixed one, but you're not of uh, European descent. And then afakasi is also a slur, y'all. Like it's right. also improper to use. Um, but if you use it, be mindful how you use it. And those are the highlights of it all. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. You know, we got to cover you as an activist and advocate. But I felt like we've got the other hats. You know, let's just co- let's cover that really quick. I know we get really crunching time, but Daisha Afrotene is also an artist, as in she writes music. She has a few songs out there. Uh, what is it, vanilla, vanilla ice cream. No, people. I'm... You have some music out there. You you also have some music in the works. Are you? Is that like an area that you're hoping to kind of put out there as another platform you're able to reach? On or are you just kind of putting music on a back burner and poetry? Because um, you t- you two are uh, a great songstress, lyricist. <laughs> I mean, even your rendition of Tilea Olesami, I love it. You know, I love the vanilla ice cream. Uh, I'm about to go look it up on it's YouTube. On YouTube. Yeah. But, yeah. But yeah, just what what can folks expect from? The artist, the creativity, Can they the creative expect? side of Afrotina. Well, I'm I'm currently trying to make a website that'll include my poetry, and I'm I'm I want to be like y'all and do a podcast too, um, but that's just gonna come down the road. Uh, like I said, working in the states is no joke. Right. Uh, you gotta grind, and so everything I do is outside of my job. Mm-hmm. Um, so I I love I love to sing. I currently sing for. Um, Good Shepherd Church, <laughs> what's up? <laughs> Worship team, which is funny, but like it's it's cool. But like, I really do uh, want to get into doing my mu- music and recording. But I just gotta find that person that would know how to capture my voice. You know what I mean? I just don't trust Tom, everybody. What's up, Tom? <laughs> <laughs> can you can you give us verse two on Mr. Bad Guy, no. please? <laughs> it's either you do that or you do Vanilla Ice Cream. No, but. verse two. Come on. <laughs> Oh no, uh, Mr. Bad Guy. That's so there's a song a, that's coming. There's a song I'm writing. It's called Mr. Bad Guy. It it basically encapsulate who I am as a person on social media. Like there are people in my DMs sending me stuff like, "Sis, you hear this? Hey, what's going on on the village?" But when I post it, they act like, "Oh, Daisha, you're so rude. Well, you're so mean, guy." You know, they'll tell me I'm a fight kakala, but I was like, "Boo, you was just in my DMs telling me the juice. <laughs> like, what's what's good?" Right. And so the second verse goes, um, "Come on." In public for my oh-a-u-fai-ka-kala. But in my DMs you say, sis, spread the tala. Afraid to speak up against your own naina. Spending the church funds and touching little tamas away. The old folks think I'm disrespectful. Sweeping shit under the rug ain't my MO. Mm. Everything done in the dark will come to light. I'm here to let the truth shine. And I'll be your Mr. Bad Guy. Hey. Call me. You miss the bad guy when I speak. Uh. I'm the bad guy. But baby, tell the truth. You was thinking it. You was thinking it too. I'm just braver than, I'm just braver than you. So something like that. But. Oh, what? <laughs> don't, don't, don't. 
Don't try to make that that was lightweight, okay? That, that was, was real falafel, guys. Come on. I want oh, to hear the track behind I wanted that. you to scat afterwards. <laughs> no. Like, you for real Ella Fitzgerald up no. in here. Oh, my God. That's, That's just, just one of thing. many. No, don't gas me up, guys. Oh, no. We, we ain't all, gassing. All no. gas, no breaks. <laughs> That's just verse two. I want. I didn't want to release verse one. And y'all got to wait for that one. It's okay. Coming. Uh, Kari. Just a, just a little messina right there. Yeah. Just a little treasure out the treasure little, box. Little yes. Sun. So she is a songwriter. She's um, a seamstress as well. She's a fashion designer. She's Yes, I do. I do the sui sui. All right. Uh, some can't find my size, but. <laughs> That's why you got to be the sui because you got to make the clothes. <laughs> I'm going to have to highlight you and put an order in. You know, okay. I want that jacket with the with the fringe on the, on the arms, all right? Oh, my goodness. Is, are, are you anything else, Aisha? Is there anything else you can't do? Um, I can't lose weight. <laughs> <laughs> We're working on that. I've been trying that lately. <laughs> but, yeah. She does it all, y'all. That's that's just who we have. She's a jack of all trades. She wears many hats, and we are honored and blessed to have you come Truly. sit in with us. We are grateful. Honored to be here, everyone. Truly, just to have this great conversation. I mean, I'm just so so blessed, so informed. Right. You know, like educated, my, super educated. My mind is like, I'm very present in this in this moment and in this conversation i'm glad we got to get a little bit of your artistry and creativity as well as hear nice. about your experience and what we can do to be better to address the idea of anti-blackness in right. our pacific islander samoan community and where could where could our listeners find you uh, you can find me on Facebook at uh, Afrotainit or Daisha Afrotainit Speaks on Facebook, uh, Afrotainit on Twitter, Afrotainit on, <laughs> on Instagram, and the Afrotainit on Snapchat. So, Don't yeah, forget I mean, YouTube. Oh, and on YouTube, turn off your computer. <laughs> <laughs> and soon, soon coming, her a podcast, I'm sure it'll oh, be coming yes. soon. It's, it's, it's going to be called The Real Tough Tala. But, you know what I mean? Trying. I'm trying. Or The Big and Beautiful Truth. Something like that. Something love like it. that. I love it. I'm excited. It'd, yeah. be, it'd be dope. I'm trying to trying to get into more sex positivity. Mm. So just like... Come on. You know, I mean, besides race, like sex is like a big taboo in our culture. But we need to know it. Like pregnant teens don't come from nowhere. Right. Mm. So, I mean... <laughs> I mean, let's let's talk about it, loved ones. But I definitely want it to be something that's that's gonna right. um, enhance and right. and help. Like your guys' podcast is yeah. for the culture. I want to be for the culture too. Hey. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and this won't be the last time you guys will be hearing from Afro Tane. I'm sure she'll bless us with her presence again on some other topics. God willing. <laughs> but uh, before we close it off, we usually end up. You know, we usually like to ask each other. You know. Simple question of how we're going to take care of ourselves for the rest of the week. Daisha, Miss Afrotene, how, do you, how are you going to take, your, take care of yourself for the rest of the week? I am going to let myself sit in silence mm. a little bit more. Mm. Um, when I'm surrounded by so many um, political opinions and racial opinions and things like that, and even family chatter, uh, I, I don't allow myself to have space to just be. Um, we, I kind of try to tailor myself to, you know, the comment of the day or the issue of the day. And I just want to be me of the mm, day, you mm, know. Mm. So I'm going to try to spend a little bit more time in, in silence and, and to appreciate the absence of sound sometimes. is the best sound you Come can on. hear. <laughs> wow. I love that. How about you, Danny boy? 
I think how I'm going to take care of myself this week um, is by setting up another appointment with a chiropractor. Mm. Uh, I've been having some back issues. Um, back. Yeah. I'm having some back <laughs> issues right now. Back been broken too many times. I, uh, but <laughs> I don't even want to know how. <laughs> nah, uh, but, you know, I had to um, I had to go see a chiropractor earlier this week. And um, it just did wonders for my back because it was really killing me. I couldn't walk a few steps without it tightening up. And so mm. just being able to see the chiropractor and talk to uh, to him about it. We were able to address it, and I feel like there's a there's like a huge weight lifted off, and so I just want to follow up and and get on the right path to addressing that issue because I don't want it's good. That's my good. back to take me out. You know, my I mean? neck, <laughs> my back. <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you know that song, Daddy. <laughs> Last law. What about you, Bex? How are you gonna take care of yourself? Um, I think with all this. You know, educational teachings that Afrotana kind of, you know, led us through. I think I want to do a lot of studying, you know. I'm, mm. I'm going to be hitting you up for those books. Yeah. Yeah, I want to do some reading. I'll probably go, you know, Afrotana, she lives right down the street from me, so I'm, I plan to invade your library. <laughs> and you also, you know, this girl, in the midst of all her many hats, she she also volunteered to help me polish in my Samoan. She's like, you know, we can just go sit and have some coffee and we can just speak Samoan. And I was like, hey, <laughs> man, let's do it. I definitely, you know what? I want to join in. Yeah. yeah. We, and we'll do that, you know, after this. You'll go sit and have some food and talk in, try to talk in Samoan. But yeah, I plan to go and listen to some uh, Samoan teachings and or Samoan music because Danny Boy also told me go listen to some some traditional Samoan music and I've oh done that. God. I think I did that for a day. We're though. so poetic in music. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. my gosh. Well, yeah. So I, I I got a lot of things in store for this week, but I plan to hit both of y'all up. So Danny Boy, give me some music, and you give me some books and some some articles to read. Some so, yeah. words of the day. So yeah, wow. Can't believe she's in she's in the studio with us, <laughs> Afrotana. We, we are, did it. We did it. We are so blessed to have you here. Yes, thanks. I'm blessed to be here. Thank you for giving you us. You saw. You conquered, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for giving us your wisdom and passing your passing experience. It on and yeah, your experience and just being able to share it and showing that kitty side of Deja. Oh hi. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just to talk to just let everyone know like, yeah, it's a hard work, but it's the work we can all do together and and never forget that love. Like right. love is hard. That's I mean, it. love is hard, mm-hmm. but we need to love together and we can get through it. We can do better. Hey, Absolutely. I like that. Thank you. It's a good way to close this stage. All right, y'all. It's been real. Enjoy your Monday. We are closing this out with peace, love, and happiness. Hey. What are we doing it for? We're doing it for the culture. For the culture. For the culture. For the culture.